0: Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. I'm a show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite Four, known as Elite Dangerous. And the
1: fantastic community that surrounds it. Broadcast
2: from
3: an Sidewinder and hosted by a vending machine, station.
2: A place of nonsense and innuendo for Forum Dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Commanders, and welcome to episode 396 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix fire Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and uh, joining me on, uh, in the Orange Sidewinder bar for this week, we have, of course, our um, Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We have our staff liaison officer, Commander Sykic.
1: Hello.
2: And uh, due to the fact that our head of health and safety, Commander Idlavage, is is off dealing with a COVID-stricken family, um, the East India Ambassador Mac Winston has uh, has has turned up and volunteered as a replacement. Hello. Hello. So, welcome to all three of you. Um if you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game. I am at the moment trying to get to Leave Station, um, and I will be at the bar or at Leave Station. Hopefully, eventually. I know Commander Ventura is about somewhere, but we don't know where he is just yet. Um... If you can get to us in game, you can also uh, join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through live radio slash live. Then you click on the live chat, or go straight to Twitch TV slash live radio, or you'll find us on YouTube, live radio, or Twitter and Facebook. So we're all we're all socially. I can't think of the proper term for it, but never mind. Um, Shan, you've got a question about poor Ben at the moment.
0: Uh, Yes, if Ben is the health and safety officer, does that mean we can mop the floors and not put little signs out on the floors and like have one person on the ladder without anyone holding it or hide the fire extinguishers and stuff like that? Because we haven't got a health and safety officer to make sure Lave Station does not burn down. Well, at the moment, is Lave Station
2: covered in trash?
3: probably everywhere is it usually <laughs> is whenever i visited it's always had trash on the floor yes
0: yeah, so we haven't got a litter we haven't got a station womble have we that's that's why <laughs> yeah i mean ever
2: since our second tech left everything just basically everything is not working especially the chicken soup machines so um <laughs> moving quickly on from there let's have a quick talk to the team see what they've been up to this week Uh, and we'll start with Commander Psykit if you're okay
1: yeah absolutely Um, I've had a couple of days off um we've been um we have a um a house guest at the moment who is a friend of my my other half so we've been um just like chilling out playing like some silly board games and stuff um we've um i got back um a couple of hours ago we got back from cardiff where we did an escape room which you know i have a bit of an affinity for them so it was a it was a lot of fun um but um we've been enjoying this glorious weather she says
2: <laughs> what the was glorious weather that's... before they
1: got here it was absolutely lovely the week the whole week on the runner before they got here was fine and then since since friday when they've been here it's been absolutely pissing it down which has just been <laughs> flipping fantastic
2: well they jinxed it then haven't they
1: yeah i know right
0: ah dear um commander shan how have you been um well i haven't had any chance or even uh, motivation to play many games since last week because it's been just heads down sorting everything out and dealing with stuff like that um in a bit brighter in a bit brighter news um the three kittens plus Hobbs are now getting on famously now although feeding time it's crazy now three kittens and a well sorry, two kittens and a bigger cat all marrying and jumping at the same time completely crazy and uh, we went to see cat number four uh at the weekend because that's the first time i've seen cat number four so that's going to be even crazier and uh, a quick question for people. Has anyone been in one of those sensory deprivation tanks before?
3: I've been in an anechoic chamber.
0: Because I- I'm considering sort of uh, booking a session for Mrs. Sharon and I just to kind of like kill out. But I mean, I-, I hear they're completely relaxing, but I'm not sure. When- Don't you get bored just laying around for an hour with nothing not really.
1: I, I, my understanding is that you can sort of like get lost in your own thoughts and spend some time just like clearing your head, and and it's that that kind of just a peacefulness which is quite nice. You've never like just gone somewhere and sat and sat just like somewhere in the countryside or so, like in a park somewhere and just had had a moment just listening to nature or anything like that. I know you don't get any other sounds. Um, but I think that's part of the draw for some people. I don't think it's for everyone.
0: Well, I have for about five minutes and then I get bored and go and do something else. So I would just think I'd, I'd just sit there in the warm, salty water, feeling the warm, salty water and having earplugs and thinking, well, now what do I do?
1: Maybe, yeah. I don't know, maybe you solve World Peace or something during that time, and that's... that's Do I sound
0: was, like a person who is Legit free.
1: Legitimately, no. As soon as the words left my mouth, I was like, no, that's not Shan at
3: all. <laughs> I, don't no, I listen I, to my tinnitus.
0: Yeah, there is that. I, uh... I don't know whether, because people say, you know, when you, you see visions and all sorts of weird, trippy stuff, which, it does sound fun in a way, because I've never ever experienced anything like that at all, but I don't know. I, I don't really want to go and pay the money, and for an hour and sit there and get bored in five minutes because my my, my idea of holiday hell is a beach holiday sitting on a beach all day doing nothing but sitting on the beach
2: well yeah if if you're not really a, a meditative type like like myself i found that when i did that kind of thing you do go into your head a bit and i i discovered going into my head is not a very nice place to be so um it
1: doesn't work for everyone.
2: <laughs> no, it doesn't work for everyone. <laughs> it doesn't work for everyone. <laughs> uh, if I mean if you were able to put yourself into a nice meditative tra- uh, trance or you have got something to listen to, like, you know, sort of an audiobook or something, I'd probably quite enjoy it. But um
0: Also, if you... what if you what if you we in it? Mm. Like the swimming pool.
1: I mean, you're not really, really? In, you, you get out of the swimming pool. It's an hour. Just pinch the end for an hour. <laughs> Oh, okay. go before you go in the beginning It'll go before you get in. Holy crap, man. Just I, hold it for an hour.
2: I, I you see know, we're hitting the, the usual leave radio heights of taste and decency. Yeah?
3: You, you know, the reaction product of we in a chlorinated swimming pool is actually explosive.
2: <laughs> oh, just imagine the death
0: certificate. And I wonder if they put dye in it, because you know that in some swimming pools they put dye in it, don't they? So if people do go, it leads a little purple trail, doesn't it, where they've gone. So I wonder if they put dye in it, so they, they would know and charge you extra for cleaning. I don't know. Well, I think uh,
3: that's a story told just to stop people from peeing in pools.
0: Oh, they certainly
2: do that in Germany. I know, I know that um, that people have been caught. I know of people who have been caught doing that, and then basically the swimming pool turns uh, dark blue around them and they get told to leave.
0: Uh, and, Psyche, like, I'm not sure your suggestion of pinching the end works, because if you pinch the end of a hose pipe, bad things mm-hmm. happen.
1: Okay, okay, well, you lay in your piss for an hour.
0: Oh
2: and again <laughs> up to the usual wave radio
0: standards. Uh um This is why this is why it's good Ben's because can you imagine what Ben would be thinking of right now?
2: Uh I hate to think what Ben would be thinking right now. And I don't know why I still I, I'm still wanted. I don't have an anonymous access here, because uh, I I just got done for trespassing, which is
0: Wait. Anyway anyway, I'll see what Mr. Shan says and if I go in one I will report back. <laughs> not um, not whether or not I made made the clear water yellow or anything, but you know, the experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, thanks for that. <laughs>
2: thanks for that. I'm sure everybody's gonna look forward to hearing about that that one. Um <laughs> Mac, how have you been?
3: Oh, pretty good really. Um yeah, it's uh, as uh, a psychic just said, the weather's been cack here as well. It's been blowing a hoolie, It's been absolutely belting down with rain all day long. So uh, it's been kind of an indoor day, really. Uh, but yeah, I, I got, I did the uh, most recent Bucky, Buckyball race. The, um, why is Ventura creeping after me on, on his knees? Anyway, the, the, the I did the most recent Bucky ball race. Uh, just yesterday, I just got in under the wire, literally.
2: <laughs> I think I, I, com- I knew why.
3: I completely forgot about it. I, was meant, I meant to do it. I was planning to do it on the weekend. I even sent my fleet carrier to hit whatever it was to start the whole thing off. Yeah. And then Monday rolls around, I thought, oh, crap, you know what I haven't done? is the buckyball race. So anyway, Monday night, uh, in fact, I didn't even remember it until I played a few games of Starcraft. So it was like already 10 o'clock. So off I went. Um, I quickly got the route down. Sort of pl- planned out my my route round all the shenanigans and stuff. Did the first one, thinking, "Oh, that's not this is going to be quite a good time. I am probably going to get the 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 raw unadjusted time it's probably going to be under an hour." And then I realised I'd missed a waypoint, Ooh. so I had to do it all over again. But I know it was eleven. It was almost eleven o'clock now. I think about ten thirty or so. I can't remember it's, what time it was exactly, but it was it was getting late, and the closing time was midnight UTC. So. Anyway, I went out again. Uh, I was within two jumps of the Seven Sisters, Yep. and I got hyperdicted. Mm-hmm. And I discovered, uh, Ventura just clapped at me. I then discovered, I then discovered that if you boop a Thargoid, yes, it blows you up. Anyway, yes, so I got blown up and sent back to our home city, whatever it's called. Uh, it I, you did you the I it. it then I did it third time, but my third run was really quite good. Um, I got really high... The barbecue thing, where you have to overheat your ship, I got to about 220% and didn't blow up. Oh, nice uh, one. So I got quite a good bonus for that. I did every single shenanigan. I managed to get them all. Um, I, the only thing is, I, I didn't quite... This time, I didn't get with... Th- the annoying thing is, my first run, I, got, I actually booped the Thargoid and didn't get shot. So I... Did better than the 100 meters you're supposed to get this time I, I didn't quite get within 100 meters of it so i missed out on 100 bonus there but i got lots and lots of bonus points i figured out how to enter a station shields off uh while boosting and not blow up which is quite good because i could do that um that kind of challenge at the end where you fly into the home city or it's called uh boosting with no shields and try not to blow up in the back of the station the trick I used um, and works in the regulation corporate is you boost just before you go in the slot. You boost, FA off, flip the ship, and then boost again and hope you've boosted before you hit the back of the um, back of the station. And yeah, it. it I uh, my own calculations. This time I'm not in the. It looks like I'm in the whatever it is the the S club, not in the one point club this time, which is amazing. So I'm very suspicious that I've done something wrong because. For me to get a decent time in a buckyball race, um, yeah. there has to be something wrong. So I'm just waiting for the the, the organizer to say, ah, oh, you didn't do this right. You've lost a bunch of time there or something like that. So, and you know, we'll see. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. And of are course. Uh, gotcha. are, there
0: seven, are there seven people in the S club?
3: No, there's, it's not S club seven. Uh it's not. I could, I could actually, if I alt-tabbed my browser, which is where uh, there are one, two, three. Actually, there are seven in the S-Zone.
1: Yeah, because it's, it's four till nine. So
3: yeah. Be- yeah, there are seven. It's S-Club seven. Yeah, so the, the NS-Zone, which is the top three, which I, I'm never going to get on. I mean, 42 minutes, to, 42 minutes, 58 seconds is the third position to do that course. I don't know how. I just don't know how. Anyway. Because mine was about, well, I think if I didn't do any of the shenanigans, I might have been able to do it, say, in 58 minutes. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. with a bit of luck, I'm in that S zone. But we'll see. I've probably cocked up, because so, I can't imagine I've done that well in a buckyball racing event. So I I imagine the judge whos who organized it, Ryko, is probably going to contact me in the next couple of days and said, I'm going to have to... Take these points off you because you didn't do this, that, and the other right, or something like that. I just know it. <laughs> so he yeah. sounds
0: like a traffic warden. You know, you parked over the line. Here's your sixty quid fine. No, it's,
2: it's, it's. I mean, let's just say that this one, I think the Seven Sisters event was the most complicated Buckyball I have ever been through because you got bonuses and and uh, extra bonuses for doing all these little tasks all the way through. And, you know, I actually really enjoyed that because it made it feel like a bit more than just a race. Um, and I mean, I came 16th in that one. Yet again, in the, I only did the regulation Cobra class. So, and yet again, sort of last but one, I feel like the Mick Schumacher of... <laughs> of um, uh of Bucky Ball at the moment but uh, uh mac did you do yours in a in a I'm, I'm looking at the list you where did you say you came
3: i i haven't been i haven't i haven't been officially placed yet i did it in the oh, regulation right. Cobra, uh which is i've got docs at lake station now i just arrived in it but, yeah, uh, as I said, I got all the shenanigans done, and there's nine of them. And some of them, like the one, the carrying eight tons of cargo, so long as you can carry eight tons of cargo you know, through 13 or 14 jumps, that's another 800 seconds. So some of them were some of them were quite easy, and others were a bit more risky, like yeah. boosting through tunnels and boosting stations with your shields off. And, yeah, NUX coup de gras is the – and so – you get one second per meter of a second velocity. So I went through. I think I four seventeen. I went through. So I got a four seventeen second bonus oh, just for that, which is pretty good. Um, uh, yeah,
2: we'll be going through all the results for that. I think later in the show, but um, yeah, uh, I had a I had a bit of a grump about this this particular one. Psychic, um, <laughs> like, did you have a a, a no. bash in it?
1: No, I didn't, because, um, something else happened this week, and, um, it turned into a bit of its own sort of, like, visceral monster, and any time that I was, like, planning on playing Elite or doing anything with Elite, um... I, I I ended up over in the Pleiades, which is ironic because that's where the heckin' race was, so yeah. I should have been able to do it, but I was always, like, either notorious or I had fines, can't think why, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd been doing a lot of mission running, and then it got to Friday, and I was um, fully intending on doing it on Friday, and then I was like, oh that's that's the end of my stream on friday and i still haven't done anything and obviously because we've we've had our friend down it's been it, I, i've not really been able to hop on that much just sort of like um willy-nilly to be able to have a go so i did apologize to Raikou, but he's also in the witcher discord so we've seen how busy it is so it's fine yeah. i feel just right
2: <laughs> yeah i mean i yeah uh, I mean, we'll go over what, um, how I felt about it. I think when uh, we, we we touch on it later. Um, right. Let's see. Oh, well, obviously, um, I've got my power play commander to to sort out. I've got um, I haven't done anything on my exploration commander, and uh, my main commander has been running Buckyballs. Balls. Um, as those over the over the streams on Saturday and Sunday will attest to. So, um, I've made I made four buckyball attempts, um, two successful. One was ended by a guide because I booped him, and he didn't like that. And regulation cobra versus basilisk. I guess which one wins? Uh, and the other one, uh, I, I couldn't believe this. I got a. Um, an interruption halfway through the run, uh, with real life getting in the way. So that that um, <laughs> that was a bit of a heartbreaker because I was on a really good run, but uh, I was there thinking, "Oh, I was gonna, I'm going to get a decent time on this one," and obviously, kind of not. Anyway, but um, well, moving on from there, we've had a discovery scanner posted on uh, Monday by Zach. Now, most of the time, the discovery scanners, uh, the news is no longer posted on the forum. You get a link on the forum to a, a web page under the news section on uh, the Elite Dangerous website. So, this came out on Monday. Uh, first of all, there is a um, fleet carrier upfix, which. Um, upkeep fix rather Uh, now this is a server-side fix uh, but it won't take place until the next maintenance tick which will be at normal time this week so that'll be Thursday Uh, at that point all the accrued upkeep costs that you see up to that point as a result of this issue will be deducted from your balance so again this only affects you if you have a fleet carrier it looks like there was a a cascading error, which may, meant that you were paying more and more each week. <laughs> which, um, if, if you if you know the fable about the the piece of rice doubling on each chess square, you'll know that that will soon quite, <laughs> soon did add they, up.
1: Did they say that we were getting refunded?
2: Um, it says that from which point are the akuj um they're going to be deducted from your balance. So I'm assuming that means that it's going to level out at some point.
1: I'm sure I've heard from P- I I don't know, I don't pay enough attention to my fleet carrier balance to be able to tell you whether or not the money has been cumulatively going out. But I'm sure I've seen people have said to me the money has been going out of their balance which to me i think at the moment it's due it, it's showing like nine ninety something and i've got like 106 million currently sat on my fleet carrier so if it does take that that's gonna leave me pretty shy in cash and if i've been if, it, if the money's been coming out sort of like on a regular on the regular and um increasing exponentially then yeah. i want a refund i don't want any more money coming out
2: <laughs> yeah um, well, we'll have to just wait and see what happens at the, on the tick this Thursday but they're saying they've found the problem that is fixed, it's a server
0: side fix uh, and uh... Uh, sorry if you find yourself short the Bank of Shan can help you out
1: never, never, never an opportunity mate I'm sorry, it's, I'm never going to owe you anything back <laughs>
0: Uh, but it that, is it. that
1: feels like selling your soul to like. What's more evil than the devilish self? Let me think.
0: Oh, being nice. People accuse me. Oh, Shannon, you never do anything nice. And here am I, offering to help. So I yeah, but it's going
1: to the- have a proviso, mate. There's going to be a. Oh,. Oh uh, yeah, I'll give you the money now. But it, it's like that—the ep- episode of um, *The Office* where Dwight's going around hang- handing around um, pretzels and every time he hands a pretzel, he's like, "You owe me." It's that kind of shit, and I'm not down for
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> you think I had to some kind of Austrian impact with you?
1: No, I think you're—I think you're like the living embodiment of Dwight Schrute right now.
0: <laughs> oh, cheers! No, I mean, <laughs> they, if I mean, there's a couple of people in chat says they don't think you actually took any money out, which is why it kept going up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if that's the case, then I, I hope it deducts the right amount. And if, it, <laughs> if you've been- I'm sorry. Uh, Paul Archer in the chat just
2: said uh, Bank of Shan equals Wonga of Space.
0: you accusing me Wonga. of a payday loan. Shark.
1: Or
3: is it like the bank with the baby-eating Bishop of Bath and Wells from Blackadder? There you go. Or you get a red-hot poker at your bottom if you fail to repay.
0: <laughs> I've been... Like, you really put people off being nice. There is me hearing poor psychic. With
1: the, with the best will in the world, Channel, <laughs> With the best will in the world, you have premiums. <laughs> no, I don't.
0: Honestly, you lot are so cruel to me and mean. I I think we'll
2: we'll have to change your your job title to Space Wonga from now on.
0: Now, that sounds rude, doesn't it? (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Actively doing it right now, show notes.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. Right. No, no. In in all seriousness, if they haven't taken the money out then, or the credit's out then, I hope the server fix deducts the correct amount. If they have been taking it out and it's gone up, I hope they refund it because it seems a bit mean to... uh, not make it good. Yeah, it's it, it needs to be. Um,
2: yeah, we, we need to balance all this stuff out. Otherwise, it, you know, it's, it's just going to be more whinging on the forums and, and stuff like that. Um, right now, uh, that was the, the fix, which sh- it should be coming in this Thursday. Um, they have issued another list of these are the up to date list of known issues that we're looking into at the moment. Um, now, this is uh, investigating remaining stability issues and crashes to desktops. Apparently, there's been an, a big uptick in them since update 12. And uh, this one, I'm a little bit confused about. It says, you're unable to access ship functions when you're docked at a station, which says to me, right, if you're in the the station menu, you can't look to the left and see your... Um, uh, navigation panel or look to the right and see all your statuses in your cargo. Is that, is is that's what the problem is?
0: I think you can say, let's do the time warp again. We're looking to the left and looking to the right. Um, I think that's how I interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that's
1: only when at the services screen. So if you open up the station menu, you then can't go right or right or left. Right. Is that right? I, I don't know. I don't do I Don't really do that anymore myself.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I must admit, it's not something that I've noticed, but uh, I'm half tempted to try it now to
0: see whether I can replicate it. So, according to Psykit, unless you paid the looking left and right subscription charge to the Bank of Shang, you wouldn't be allowed to do that.
1: No, because you don't control that. What you did was you offered me a payday loan, and then you were like, Oh no! It's pure. It's it's definitely going to be out of the goodness of my own heart. And I don't believe that you have any goodness in your heart, Shan. So this is where the problem lies. <laughs> oh,
3: that's horrible. <laughs> oh,
0: hey, I, I'm sure I re- I'm sure our listeners don't believe you. I'm sure your <laughs> your your the listeners realize that's that it's all an act, and I'm actually really, really nice and really, really generous.
2: Um. Shan. You know, th- th- this tone of voice that you've got at the moment, people are just there going, nope, not with that tone of voice.
0: That's because I'm laughing at it because it's so outrageous.
2: uh dear. Yes, so um, we, we can um, <laughs> maybe we should put a poll on this about uh, would you trust the Bank of Shan or Space Wonga? <laughs>
0: I think I've I think I've actually um, helped Paul Archer out a couple of times to the Bank of Shan as well, actually.
2: And uh, how many limbs does Paul actually owe you?
1: At least one kidney.
2: <laughs> one kidney. One immortal, one immortal soul, perhaps. Um, anyway,
0: uh, <laughs> no, Miggles, that's not
2: true. <laughs> <laughs> or it's all an act, and Shan is actually even more evil than he appears. <laughs>
0: Oh dear. Well, I don't think I'll. So, uh, does that that mean at Lavecon, if Mm -hmm. I offer to buy you a drink, you won't trust me? You'll think I've spiked it or something?
1: No, I don't believe you to have the access to those kind of drugs, Chan. You might be evil, but you're you're like middle class evil.
2: So basically, he'd steal your pension fund, but he wouldn't. Oh dear! Oh, I am right. Okay, I think we've had enough of roasting Shant for the moment.
0: <laughs> Carry <laughs> on. It's funny. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> if I told um, you the truth, you would. What the fact that you, you... have
2: ro- um, stolen
0: everybody's pension fund? No, 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 no. No, I, I would share I-, I am actually a um, unpaid director of a homeless charity. So.
2: You're not doing your reputation much good. We need you to be the the, the bitter and uh, the bitter banker. But we'll move on from there, right? Um, right. Currently, currently, an issue opening the system of galaxy map incorrectly issues a fade to black transition, and scatter rocks will appear as flat black on terrain using the. F- full screen UI, which I don't think I've seen either of those yet. I know that I've got my own problem with the and system map, which just winds me up something wrong. And uh, yeah, you can see plenty of evidence of that on the top, sh- top shift um, streams. Uh, and there is coming up a Frame Shift live at 4pm this Thursday. Um, they're going to have talking about the usual game updates, which is probably what we've just discussed, uh, community highlights, and if all goes to plan, they're hoping to have another developer interview. Um, Do we depends, know who? No, uh, we just have to hope that they've, they they actually get someone, because apparently they're all very busy at the moment, and these things take you know a couple of hours to set up and... and so run. it's
0: the usual last one out of the building goes
2: on the stream. <laughs> 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 would, every, would someone like to volunteer and everybody takes one step back and there's one poor sod going oh
0: not me maybe they play, play spin the python or something and have a little model python and they spin it around the office and everyone points to you. yeah uh, well there's also
2: a quick touch uh, touch on LaveCon 2022 um, um, yes tickets are still available for obviously LaveCon. we've got less than a month now it's three and a three and a half weeks and uh, yeah so some of the team community will be there to say hello um, and they might even put on a fun show with some developers so we like I said we haven't had anything confirmed with uh, with Karen yet I don't think there's gonna be a QA or something like that but uh, at least at least shan will be able to, to corner somebody.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was actually, I was actually about to um, uh, about to make a comment about that before people think I'm, I'm about to uh, pounce on them. I, I, I do respect the developers and I do want to give them a, not a hard time but a, a polite time because they could be they, they could be like viewed as being tossed into the lion's den at LaveCon and I think if, if people behave like they did at the event on in February, I think it'll be all right because most people there are generally interested, generally wanting questions and being nice. I I, I don't really, well, a couple of icons ago, there was a particular incident that happened where, um, someone ambushed, I think it was the developers and really was progressively correcting them and I felt quite uncomfortable with it. So I, I hope they come. I hope they enjoy their the time because I want them to come back. Yeah, Uh, and of course we'll be uh, touching
2: on some of the uh... (laughs) We were not going to mention any names, but obviously that got let out of the bag there. (laughs) Right. um, Moving on. Uh, Let's see. What have the in-game events been happening this week? Well, it's all been about Azimuth really, Azimuth and Salvation. So on the 22nd of uh, June, superpowers stand with Azimuth are there, is the main headline. Uh, mostly going along with the same lines of, well, um, Aegis wasn't doing that much and at least Salvation has got a chance of winning this war, so we're with Salvation despite its dodgy stuff. Seems to be the line that most of the uh, (laughs) most of the superpowers are taking. Um, There's with the exception of the Alliance, because the Alliance have now officially made a a pact with uh, Sirius Corporation. uh, Much to the annoyance of a lot of, of people because, yep, you can guess which way that CG went. Uh, and the rest of the um, the Galnet news for the entire week has been basically as uh, a historical perspective in four parts. So, we've basically been getting a part of this once a week, just explaining everything that's been happening in the last 200, 300 years. And, um, yeah, uh, recap, bring you all up to speed. Uh, and, and that's all that's been officially in Galnet, but we'll be able to talk about other ongoing stuff in, in a bit. So, um, I think it's that time of the week again. Door alert. <laughs> Right, and welcome back. Well, the first thing that that I think we should say is that both um, Standard Elite and um, Odyssey are now on sale on Steam. Um, It's until the 7th of July. Um, The Standard Elite game, including Horizons, you can now pick up for a fiver, and um, Odyssey is is at the moment about £16. So um, I think that's... a, a £16 pound for Odyssey is actually quite a good price, to be honest. But uh, let's see what uh, other people think to that. Um, as far as uh, the Frontier Store is concerned, the ships that we've got are basically the Imperial Eagle Osiris skins. Now, these are... Actually, I'm looking through all of these, and they're absolutely gorgeous. We had the golden blue one yesterday, uh, last week. Uh, but looking through the list here, we've got the aqua and white, the black and gold, uh, the the white and blue, which I absolutely adore. I think that one looks beautiful. Uh, the crimson and white, and of course the brown and gold. Um,
0: so. If you love your Imperial Eagles, go on then, Sean. I agree with the blue blue one. Looks good. The brown and gold, not really sure about that one. I kind of, in my view, that should be black and gold, not that kind of brown it looks like. They've
1: got a black and gold one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The brown and gold looks a bit 1970s.
3: Oscar Um, Princess.
0: Yes, that's it, yeah. Yeah. but the red one. I quite like the red one.
2: Yeah, I mean it's. Um, yeah, I mean you know the red one actually reminds me of fighters from uh, bad guy fighters from Buck Rogers. Don't know why it just does. I think it's just the same colour. Were
0: but, they red? I think they were red, weren't they?
2: Yeah, they were red. Sort of kind of red, dwarfy red. And, but um, yeah, I mean yeah, I think my favourite out of that that little list is certainly I can't make up my mind between the white and blue and the gold and blue and even the black and gold looks good oh because I do like flying around in an imperial eagle it's uh yeah
0: so uh, quite a nice selection there Uh, I mean I'm not a fan of the imperial eagle ship to be fair incidentally why is it just because it's not manoeuvrable enough no, it it just kind of looks like um, China's copied the design and decided to uh, make it a bit more flamboyant. It's it's the anime version of an eagle, actually. I think. <laughs> um, animes in Japan, and I know that. I'm just I'm just thinking of what it reminded me of. But yeah, it looks like an anime eagle, particularly the uh, the red and the white one.
2: Yeah.
0: You sort of expected to join together the other eagles and make a robot or something. Yeah. Okay.
2: I see where you're getting at. Yes, the Robotech of uh, of Elite Dangerous. Um, right. Uh, okay. Then. Um, well, what I think we'll do is we'll take a a short break, and I think we're going to come back with uh, um, an interesting main discussion.
5: Is your life like this? <sighs> It could be like this.
3: Astrogator Tours, Put some excitement back in your life.
2: Book an adventure in the Lave Business market. Now.
0: The what now?
5: I spend so much time in my Imperial Trader, I find it really hard to meet people.
0: I mean... When do you get the time to go to bars when you're taking on courier jobs for the military?
5: But with venusdating.com it was so simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match.
0: I really thought it would be difficult but Venus Dating made it so simple with so much in common.
5: We both like movies, walking along the beach at sunset... Browsing Imperial shipyards... And of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love...
0: (laughs) Shooting (laughs) shooting Thargoids!
5: Let your voyage begin with venusdating.com for every first encounter.
1: Want to tour the frontier? Travel with Colmack Reeve and our new fleet of passenger starliners... We've opened up the universe for a range of budgets. Option one, luxury.
5: My husband and I like to travel in comfort. The new luxury cabins were like a home away from home. After all, one's home is a castle.
3: Option two, first class.
5: We'd saved up a bit for a really special trip. The first class cabins were like nothing we've traveled in before. Really luxurious.
3: Option three, travel cabin. We would a trip with Cormac Reeves monthly lotto, a travel cabin for two on a starliner around the solar system. Once in a lifetime for us, simply amazing. Option four, basic accommodation.
5: Me and my mates just wanted to hitch around the universe. It's so great that we have the option of getting a really cheap cabin to see the sights. It saved us loads.
3: And for the budget conscious and slaves,
0: we have our cheapest option yet.
1: Well, I needed a... And we won't sell any of those frozen passengers into slavery. I promise. Colmac Reeves All Budget Tours. Seeing the galaxy from luxury to freezing tubes.
2: And welcome back. Now, this is actually quite interesting because it wasn't mentioned in Galnet News, but there is something else afoot. Now, according to the megaships, all the um, Azimuth megaships, they are preparing to jump to the permit lock system, HIP 22460, on Thursday morning. Now, the thing we've got to ask is, right, now, the, the important thing to, to mention about this system is that, yeah, it is permit locked. You can get access by scanning uh, a nav beacon, which, you know, look it up in Canon, you'll find out how to do it. But for the majority of people, we can't get access to it. So, um, it does put in... Three questions that I'd like to ask, sort of everybody and anybody in the chat, if they if they'd like to say, join in as well. Will you be joining these mega ships? Will you be docking at one of the world's class mega ships going? What do you expect to happen, and what do you want to happen? And I think we're going to have to. We'll, we'll start with Psykit first because I I know she's loved she's loving this little little mm. bit just going on
1: i mean it's, it's 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 something else isn't it something ominous related so it's it's um it's gearing it's gearing up to something shall we say i will say that only two of them now are um heading to hip two two four six oh there are two other ones that are going to um another star in the Pleiades sector so Pleiades sector CWU b3 two so right. that, that's literally pretty much next door so that to me says that, that they're going to be. Th- they have the potential to maybe be issuing out um, uh, permits to two, two, four, six, zero. So it might be the case that you don't have to do the hundred or hundred or hundred and fifty. So like, yeah, trek go and get the permit from the last listening post from the hyphen to cash. Yeah. Um. Am I going? <laughs> yes. Good. Does does the Pope shit in the woods? Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> um, I'm go- okay. I gonna, Yes, I'm going to be there with bells on, and I'm go- I'm very excited about um, any potential thing that's going to that's going to potentially happen within that system because mm. that system is the system where the Black Flight hid. Yeah. So um, it le it to me. Um, because the Black Flight are like this decided to be more now like because they're acting underneath the witch as far as the um D2 testing stuff is concerned. That yeah. it's like it's like they're like some kind of militant wing of Azimuth now, like they're will military um uh the di, 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 um division thing i'm very excited to see what um see what happens and to see what's going on over there um if anything although everything to me is saying combat cg
2: you're you're saying combat cg this time that's right
1: that's what i'm expecting it might be a one sided combat cg in that the rewards are only for um, for salvation, yeah. Um, but I feel like there will be an, another. Obviously, there's always another side to fight in the war because there are two sides to every war. There, that's kind of my thoughts. Whether or not that it's going to be just fighting Thargoids, I can't see it being fighting Thargoids right mm-hmm. now. But yep. we'll see. We'll see what well, happens.
2: Right. Excellent. Okay. We'll move on to um, Shan. You've got stuff about. Uh, the system which is permit lock.
0: Uh yes, it's interesting it's a unobtainable permit lock system mm. rather than jumping somewhere with the permit that is not obtainable, like no Because that jumped in the middle of a whole permit lock system, didn't it? Well it didn't. It was going to, but didn't. Right, but what I'm saying is if they say permit lock in my mind, it's like a place you can't get a permit for, so there's a unique opportunity. The fact there's so many installations there would indicate, I think, I and agree with Sai, that some kind of CG going on, probably, maybe Salvations or the Witch's Last Stand CG. Mm-hmm. Um, a Last Stand. What do you think? The of...
1: Last Stand.
0: Right. Sorry. Well, what I'm saying is, is the reason they went is the reason they went there simply because it's their hidey hole and they think okay well it's permit locked people don't know about it too much and we'll we'll hide up there for a while and then it kicks off and then maybe they they slip away and come back at a later date but it would seem to me the fact that it is out of the way is permit locked that it was meant to be a hiding place which would indicate a combat cg i think right I I see. Uh what do I want to happen? Um probably I would like the system, because it's uh it's permanently locked, maybe revoke the permit if the if you know, to make it wide open. Um, yeah. the combat CG we ha- they're alright, but I'm hoping we get another Gnosis style. where the Salvation jumps in and it's warmed by Thargoids and you then have to choose whether you help Salvation out or you collect the Thargoid bits and hand them into Paleol. or something like that anyway to signify that you don't want Salvation to succeed. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, That
2: seems a good suggestion. Okay, um, Mac, have you been following the whole Azimuth saga so far? Then? No,
3: I've been blissfully unaware of it. Absolutely blissfully and completely unaware of it. And I'm being shot at right now. But yes, I'm, <laughs> I've am i been... Yeah, it's... I know, I've just been doing East India Company work and it's kind of all things passed me by, to be honest.
2: I, I <laughs> take it really in this thing. case, I mean, does the, this... Um, Azimuth, what we're discussing here—I mean, does that uh, appeal to you, or is it just one of these things that you think, uh, "Oh, well, oh, that's something interesting happening in somewhere else in the galaxy"?
3: Yeah, it's kind of—it's yeah, it's kind of like the backdrop. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, it's like some distant, far-flung thing that you know doesn't really affect our profits, so <clears throat> we just keep on trucking. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's I do I what I need to do is do a catch up. I'm sure I'm sure Peter Watherspoon's got a Galnet News Digest um podcast about it, so he, he can read it so I don't have to. Yeah. But, oh yes yeah,
2: he, he's working on the I think I do believe he's working on the on the summary of the of the last four the last week of um Catch ups that are be that are so, going on.
3: So what I, what I'll probably do is listen to that when I'm out space trucking. You know, mm. uh, it's it's kind of just the, you know, it's it's like one of those things I can't really affect. So you know, a bit like you know, some distant far flung war or some dictator in some far off land doing something. And, you know, it's like yeah, you know, it's a bit sort of it's a bit sort of out there, really. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. It's sort of it's a case of you need to get involved, but um, well, I, you, you don't need to get involved. So you're just watching from a distance.
3: The thing is, I've never done anything Thargui. The most, in fact, the most like related thing I've done was last night being hyperdicted a few times during the buckyball race. Mm-hmm. I've just never really. Done any that side or anything really? I did do because the. Let's see, there were, What was that ship that got blown up by? Um, the was it the witch
1: Alexandria? People,
3: Alexandria, yeah. yes. I did. I did go and got all the audio. Lock. I quite enjoyed that. That was actually. That was actually when the show was on. I followed Ben and a couple of others out there, and I just went and listened to the logs. I, <clears throat> I do enjoy the story, but it's it's kind of pass me by, really. I should, I should probably not let it do that. Yeah, perhaps. Uh,
2: okay. Well, um, let's see. I mean, what do, what do I think? Oh, well, this is going to be interesting. Um, well, will I be going? Yes, I'm, I'm going to get my anti xeno ship uh, down to the Pleiades and dock to, with one of these mega ships, which will be jumping in there. Um, what do I expect to happen? Well. This is the thing I am expecting something to happen at at these bases, whether or not it's um a combat cG or um, another breadcrumb hunt it'll be it'll be something like that what I would want to happen would be as um as Shan said, a kind of geonosis event. Now, the geonosis event got some ba- got bad press last time because, first of all, um, the the message got sent out too early, so everybody knew that the ship was was going to be hyperdicted and intercepted by the thargoids, um, and also they didn't fix the. Um, uh, the security zone or the the no fire zone around the ship. So if you flew off originally to defend the ship um, You first of all get fired for discharging your weapons and then get shot down if you even though you were defending the Defending the mega ship um, both of those things had to Took a morning to sort but by then I think most of the damage was done and everybody was a bit mixed with it,
3: but was a bit of a cock up but on the other hand I found it great fun because I, I actually went there. I found the chaos kind of fun. Um, I actually went there with my alt account in a dolphin and yeah. sort of cowered on the decks while this was going on. And I, even, I think I even got a badge for EDSM for doing it, for being on Gnosis <laughs> and not basically taking off. But yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of, yeah, it was a bit of a cock up, but I do, I do have some uh, a slightly fond memory of it
2: yeah i i will say that um once those two problems were sorted out with the with the gnosis it was actually really really fun i, it, I it's one of my high points was flying around there defending the gnosis and it had a very battle star galactic feel to it which i thought was brilliant um psychic so what
1: is your um what is your theory and what is your justification behind the theory that you're going to get another gnosis event in that um you're expecting Thargoids to be suddenly swarming around around salvation ships where 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 are you getting the clues or the hints to that happening
2: well at at the moment i'm I'm just going on on previous experience with uh with the the mega ships jumping into uh basically locked um so so one of the against. one of
1: the mega ships that's jumping yep. i believe is jumping from Mbuni, um right. w- which is a permit lock system it's been there for a little while um it's not like um a completely um unexplored section of space that's been locked for a really long time so there are there are mega ships that will regularly jump into um and around permit lock systems within the bubble like Sirius and things um along those lines I it's in my opinion that is, that's shaky but um that it's a shaky and um, parallel to draw just because of how um how different the jumping of the nurses to the coal, um, coal sector was
2: mm. Yeah, I mean the problem with the the thing about the genosis is was that a lot of people there were hoping to explore the sector that had been permit locked, but um, there were I think Frontier were too subtle about their hints about um, <laughs> the fact that the the they were saying that okay all the do you, you remember the uh, the warning network that they used to have for uh, Thargoid attacks. The beacons all on the Pleiades would point at certain systems, and you'd know that next week those systems would come under attack. Well, the week before uh, the the Gnosis jumped, all six beacons were pointing at the Gnosis, and that was supposed to be a hint to say, that ship's going to come under attack next week, but it was too subtle. Um, but this time...
1: I think it was uh, probably a case that people maybe didn't want to believe it either. They so were like, oh yeah, no, that's not going to happen. It's fine. How could it possibly, possibly do the thing that um it's, it's predicted all this time before?
2: Yeah. Um. Oh, it's the Eagle Eye Network. I forgot. You know, it's that long since it's been used. I forgot that the Eagle Eye Network was there. I mean, it's probably been discontinued because wasn't it Aegis? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Um, Chan, you've got some thoughts about mechanics, etc?
0: Yes, I was just uh, just wondering really, is because um, people say, "Oh, it's permit lot of people to get stranded there, a, a bit like people were in the gnosis event, but permits only stop you getting in, not getting out. So I think you can go there and uh, feel quite comfortable you're not going to get stranded there. Um, the other thing I am wondering is, why are they announcing? Where it's going to now, why didn't they put breadcrumbs or some kind of secondary mission to let people find out where it went to? Have that part as part of the narrative. That's
1: what it is.
0: That's what it is. This
2: isn't in Galnet news, Chan. This this is people have uh, worked this out because they've been flying around the megaships and they've suddenly noticed that the megaships have got their target for next week. At this particular system and gone, hang on a second, this is permit locked.
1: So when you drop into the um, drop into the into a megaship if it's going to um if it's got a planned jump in the next sort of like 3 4 days it will pop up in the same way that if you drop into your fleet carrier and it's plotting a jump and it's going to jump in fif- in 10 minutes or so it will tell you
0: uh, as soon as you yeah, is that system. isn't that a bit of an old goal though well, uh, how, I,
1: how, I, how else would you want them to help do it the standard way that's the same for everything or um or some other point some beacons at a, a station that everybody
0: ignores. I'd, I'd, I'd have it pointing to a different destination, and then it, it ends up there. So everyone goes, "Oh, the ship's going there, and it doesn't go there. Um, well, the main reason that everybody's excited about this
2: is because they know that the ship is going to a permanent lock system. Um, if they'd, they'd said, okay, let's point the ship at a different, different system, then... Um, that wouldn't get the same excitement, would it?
0: It'd be... be. (laughs) Yeah, it's all right. I'm just kind of thinking you've kind of given the... I feel as though they've given the game away too early without any kind of mystery around it. It's just I just feel as though maybe it should have been a bit more obscure. Um, Well... Uh, you'll have to you'll have to
2: blame Galnet News for that because I didn't even know that this was gonna happen uh until um it came on Galnet News last week. In fact it wasn't even last week, it was uh, it was yesterday.
1: It was last night because I spoke to Pete about it last night and
2: he didn't yeah. know about it until I'd spoken to him. So yeah, there's a... Uh, so effectively this comes from you psychic then
1: well i mean it doesn't come from me it comes from the witch hunt discord because let's face it we've been around there for quite a while um we've been like hanging around those systems doing doing missions and um it popped up for, for somebody who was heading towards the um the um the mega ship so um someone went towards the mega ship dropped in and it was like oh okay this is this is happening posted it and then just arbitrarily because um it would make sense we went and checked the rest of azimuth megaships and those th- those um for for all of those four megaships had plotted places so it was just um if if like a shed ton of people hadn't been mo- mobilized to go and attack all of the azimuth systems i don't think we'd necessarily have been quite as hyper aware of it
0: I also, think that's yeah. Under- also,
1: <laughs> the Bucky Ballers. Epiphys has got a really good point. The Bucky Ballers. The um, one of the megaships was one of the stops from the Bucky Ball race. So, yeah. I don't know whether it. When did Bucky Ball finish? Last night. Last night. So, anybody going to that mega ship, um, who was doing the Bucky Ball race yesterday, will have seen that pop up. So it's not just my fault.
2: And also, Sean. Normally. Um... Normally, the community is quite good at finding this kind of stuff out. Um, I would have expected this news to have hit basically the forums and everything else round about sort of Friday, maybe Saturday, but it's lasted till Monday, really. So, you know, it's, it's, it, the news is now out there, but it's taken a lot longer than usual to disseminate.
0: Well, the question is how many people were looking for it? Um according I- to
1: Epiphers it didn't have the message on Sunday, so that's only come up since Monday that they've gonna be they're gonna be jumping.
3: Yeah, I got the message from the one in the buckyball race that it was gonna be jumping. I don't remember where it where it was gonna be jumping, but I thought I thought this is a bit funny because if you're doing using this as a waypoint in a race, what happens if it had jumped before the race
2: <laughs> is over? Um basically there'd be no longer detour.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: Because I'm remembering the exploits of Canon who managed to locate a Thyroid system just for an obscure screenshot, and things like that. So I think perhaps in this case, maybe Frontier underestimated people and thought they would hide it in some place that wasn't as easily found. But hey, it's out now. It is out now, and we're all having and we're all uh,
2: we're all. Uh, Talking about it, which is, you know, I think that's a good thing. Try and get to. uh, Came with the main topic for today. (laughs) Yeah, just in time to be honest. Um, So, (laughs) so psychic, what uh, what have the uh, the witch? discord been
1: oh my gosh what haven't we been talking about um it, there's a lot of witch hunt discord has been yeah. absolutely wonderful and lovely there's a lot um for, for i'm not gonna lie for a dead game for something to gain up to 500 mm. um Members that quickly Was a little bit of a shock <laughs> I'm not going to lie But also like a bunch of people who um And I know this is slightly off topic But a bunch of folks who Some of them have just been enjoying the story And don't really know what the BGS is about mm-hmm. And um, If my If my only win from this Is getting maybe 50 more commanders Interested in how the BGS Works and things along those lines That's fucking amazing and i'm super pleased that people are finding an, a new depth to elite um as far as speculation is concerned oh my gosh it's gone
2: a bit mad has it
1: people are very very passionate as you can imagine people joining a server um with with the soul um uh intention of absolutely um yeeting caleb witchley into a fucking star would be <laughs> might be a little bit passionate about the game and things along those lines there's um there's been lots of talk about it being black flight related Mm-hmm. Um, and being mo- like something that I was, I was very keen on is um, the fact that uh, the two the two mega ships that are jumping into the um, the original black flight system. I feel like there might be something remaining on the Overlook that that is it the Overlook is that what it's called? Yeah, on the Overlook that is um, m- potentially instrumental to um, salvation's next mission and next objectives i would be incredibly surprised if not only we get i i would be i would be very very surprised and interested if we also see that same dredger clan that fixed the golconda also appear in that system with the luck to fixing um fixing uh uh overlook as well i feel right. like the overlook is, not, is another another ship that could be could be related to which is related to black flight is related to um um azimuth and then uh, because of the its proximity to black flight yeah. is it then is it then if it's and and that so, I've got a very, very tinfoil theory about the Golconda, which I have spoken to Pete about as well. We spoke about last night. Oh, is and this I the really, fact that you? I think it's going to get exploded by Thargoids.
2: Yes. Yeah, you, you so, mentioned that uh, yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of weeks back.
1: So, my thoughts are if that Dresher clan that fixed the Golconda, the Artificers, mm-hmm. it, was it the Artificers? I, mean,
2: um, I think it was. Gippy Gipple thinks so, yes close uh, <laughs> yeah
1: <coughs> if they also turn up in the system that gives us a tenuous link between azimuth and the artifices and then subsequently the golconda and then my chin will start scratching even further than before and i'm gonna need to buy more tinfoil
2: <laughs> yeah, um, which base? Which is your base? I think we'll, we'll get people to send you a whole load of uh, uh, tin foil. I, I'll
1: pop it onto my Amazon wish list. <laughs> you send it that <laughs> way.
2: So It's a pity we don't have tin foil hats as one of the commodities that we can deliver to to certain people's bases. To be honest,
1: I mean, I mean, if you could get it anywhere, you could probably get. it <laughs> From um, from Micah's West and Snooky Zan would be the proprietor of.
2: Um, yeah, of the. Tinfoil the...
1: hats.
2: <laughs> send, send your tinfoil hats too. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting um, event because I think the more we get these kind of events, the more excited people tend to get. But the problem is when people get excited, that. They tend to get overexcited and then it just, everyone gets disappointed because I'm thinking back to the Galconda stuff again. Not the Galconda, the, the, I have been, I'll get this right for Phoenix Blue, the Gnosis event.
1: Well done. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> um,. What for you like just like or for uh, I'm talk- uh, like anyone who was involved and in that includes chat, what for you was the disappointing part of the gnosis event
2: oh it it was certainly the fact that the message went out too early okay yeah uh that was that was the one bit that really I think put every got everybody disappointed, and then the fact that the that no fire zone killed off so many of many of their own commanders when they were, and they had a, such a long way to come. Come back. It was it was ooh, a, a killer. To be honest, took away any enthusiasm that
0: most people had. Gun, John. Um, I think for me the disappointment, Gnosis was when you logged in, you were. You got the normal space, you know, the normal mega ship menu, but there was no hint of what was going on outside. So well, there what was alarms have... and everything. There was alarm. not initially. Not 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 initially. It wasn't. Um, no, there wasn't. you See, this is what I
2: was on about because um, they'd put a load of extra stuff in, sort of like half a day after the the event, well, half a day into the event. Admittedly, um, it should have been in. the... Right at the very beginning, and that's why I think they screwed things up a bit.
0: If yeah. it, if it, because people w- logged in, didn't they? Launched and then immediately got got, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was great, but you yeah. <laughs> know, you would. Um, yeah, so
2: it's the uh, yeah the, the Gnosis was was a letdown for some people because basically they they got caught up by the bugs and and the uh, and the fact that the Galnet news was out too early once you got past that it was really really good and i thoroughly enjoyed it but um yeah it's, it's they've got to release the content right this time and from what i've seen so far i think they're on the right uh, uh they're on the right plan
1: what would you like Cause I, I remember that the 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 Gnosis event was um well before I got interested in, in any part of the law. Um I was very, very much in the in the in the camp of oh there's, there's literally no story in Elite whatsoever. Um yeah. oh, oh how the turntables. Um what would you have done? For the for the Gnosis event, if yeah. anything, with the I know like making sure everything launches on time is is one thing, but mm-hmm. is there anything else that you would have done differently or you would have liked to have seen been done differently? Money no object, resources no object.
2: Right. Okay, for the for the Gnosis itself, I would have had the ship is actually crippled and it can't move. You've got two objectives. You've got one objective, which would be a community goal, to defend the genosis against Thargoid attack. And if at the end of the week, stage one isn't complete, then the gnosis was destroyed. Then, uh, second point, you'd have a second community goal, to go out and get Thargoid artifacts. Thargoid artifacts... Uh, like hearts or resin or whatever from the system that we were in, Um, you had to bring them back to the genosis so they could help use that to repair the hyperdrive for some reason. Or they go off and get some kind of commodity to come back and bring to repair the the hyperdrive. And again, if a certain level wasn't reached at the end of the week, then basically the genosis would have been destroyed. Um, I did feel that it, it was basically an immortal sh- a ship. Um, there wasn't as much... You know, I mean, your ships and your stuff would explode, but um, it, but the actual mega ship itself wasn't really under much danger. Mm. And I would have liked to have added that level of... Da- yeah, I know everybody's saying Gnosis, Colin, Gnosis. Just bear with me
1: just, just okay just just guys pour yourself it's... a drink please <laughs> pour yourself a drink and once you've once you're ready <laughs> once you hear and pronounce something incorrectly just take a drink it's, it's... fine it's fine it's, it's the best way it works so you' it, drunk
3: within the first half hour i
1: know i know and then suddenly live radio would become palatable <laughs> oh,
3: do
0: you want me to mention oh, guild wars, people yeah, need to drink? yeah
1: mention keep mentioning guild wars as well <laughs>
2: two psychic jeez go I'll just pair you up with Simon Willard if you keep that attitude up jeez right <laughs> what about yourself then psychic we'll, t- we'll turn that back on you if the- if there was something that I mean you said you didn't get involved I enjoy- with
1: I enjoyed laughing at everything and like everything was happening I thought it was absolutely hilarious um like i was i just thought it was so funny what had happened what happened with uh with the notice that it was just like a um a really silly a, a bit of an oops and a bit of a yikes with the with the stuff la- um releasing first and that kind of thing um but That was, like, one of the first times where I went, oh, that's quite interesting. Let's see see what would have happened. I would have liked to see... I don't know, really. I know what... I I know, kind of, the the side of that I want want to see on... um, or like on this going forward because i feel i feel a lot more invested within clearly i feel incredibly invested in the azimuth storyline there's no um um there's no denying with that i have i have quite firmly planted my foot in where i think that should go uh, or where i where i want that to go for on like um just personal personal narrative and player and, and for this i think i would have liked to see maybe a little bit more like along alongside yourself, like some kind of um, reparation CG to get it up and going again. But mm-hmm. where was the, when it when everything fluffed up with the Gnosis, Where was it?
2: Well, it wasn't in the coal sector. It had been stopped before the call sector, yes, uh, was and in the sector something or other, wasn't it? yeah someone
1: that that you could get to relatively easily
2: well that was a thing you couldn't because you um basically if you lost your ship the nearest uh station was uh, about 150 light years away which for a lot of these guys um
3: i think it was further i think it's about a kylie away i seem to yeah yeah it was about that
1: i i know i remember i remember hearing vicariously through through some other people that it was like um they'd all gone out there in their anti-thargoid ships ready to um have a go at some flowery cabbage lads ladies my mistake and they um they popped out they got um gazeboed by the Gnosis and got yeeted ex, um X amount back and their jump range was only like six light years because they had anti-Xeno ships yep. and then they couldn't get back to it. It was,
0: was also was the, the um the, yeah. the other part as well. People jumped out with exploration ships, didn't they?
1: And they <laughs> yeah. couldn't get out as well, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <That's what laughs>
3: I they got, in like- my went in my exploration ship and I just had to cower on the decks of the Gnosis. <laughs> And, and I agree with Connor I think there should have been some jeopardy in this I think there should have been the possibility that the Gnosis got destroyed
0: it did so, have plot armor didn't it it, it did yes, have plot it armor. had extreme that's plot armor the phrase,
2: that's the phrase I was after plot armor yeah cuz it it I mean like I said the flying around the fl- the megaship and and defending it from Thargoid scouts was absolutely fantastic you really you you got a real feeling of um of being, the, being that space hero that you, you watch. Uh, but the problem was was that it didn't matter if you're a space hero or not because the Gnosis at the end of the week jumped uh, and you
0: didn't have to do anything.
3: But can you imagine the outrage from
0: Canon if their megaship had
3: got destroyed? I think it would have been absolutely fantastic.
0: I think it
2: would have been fantastic as well. And
1: it's no, one of I, those I, things with player agency as well, isn't it? I think, like mm-hmm. what they, what people, the 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 connection that people have to the Gnosis mm-hmm. is, oh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna tinfoil again, but is is akin in some in um instances to a the connection that some commanders feel to the Golconda because we went through the Interstellar Initiative with it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, th- you see, yeah. This is the th- this is the thing. People got real because it was Canon's mega ship. I mean, this was well before fleet carriers, uh, but this, uh, but this was Canon's one big special asset.
0: I think if it was sorry, Colin. No, go on, go on, John. No, I think if they'd used, um, I don't know, Federation capital ships or Imperial capital ships and they then had a, a a base of something that you could dock and launch it, then they could quite legitimately blow up the castle ship and not offend anyone.
2: Yeah, admittedly, because it was a player asset that um, or a, a player organization asset, then, yeah, it did feel a little...
1: But also that gives you that agency as well. Like I, I seen I can see no situation where the, the Gnosis would have been under the threat of destruction unless um X amount of these materials were brought out to it. I can see no situation where that would not have been fulfilled within days.
0: Maybe, maybe the the Thargoid chips I sent against the Gnosis went to the stormtrooper cool of accuracy <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I mean that's that's one way of looking at it um, yeah I know what you're saying like it but because uh, the community are normally quite good at at doing this but uh, I must admit the last couple of CGs I've noticed that they were basically scraped over the line for some of them and I think it they could have manipulated it so it was at least close, but yeah, Grippy Gecko's completely right, because um, there are still people who are still angry with canon and Frontier over Gnosis, even though it wasn't their fault at all. The, the, the Gnosis event does seem to bring up a lot of sort of deep buried anger for some reason.
1: <laughs> I, I-, I totally get it.
0: I just hope with this one that Frontier have learned the lessons from the Gnosis and have used the extra tech that they've put in since then to good effect. Because this has the potential to be amazing. Um, Whether it's me hyping expectations. Depending on what it is entirely. Yeah, absolutely. But I I think they, they hopefully have learned enough since the Gnosis to make it pretty cool
1: i think from from my experience i know i know mac you haven't you've been sort of like not paying being paying attention to the azimuth storyline at all but um and i mean there's a great four parter that's currently in galnet that i'm sure i'm sure you could get pete to read to you which would be um would be great which completely sums it all up but um we have um I felt like incredible- Clearly, I felt incredibly invested in what's gone on with the with the Asimov saga. I think, and I'm not. I, I'm not just saying this for saying this, state, but I really do feel like the um, the people that they've got working working behind the scenes and sewing this net over such a long period of time to manage to keep it still interesting and there's still being things that I'm not expecting. Through it, I I genuinely think that they've done they've done a really good job, and I am not in any way paying lip service to Frontier for that. I want to clarify because mm. there's been things in the past that I've been like, oh no, that's not fun. <laughs> um, but the the azimuth stuff I've I've enjoyed from start to finish.
2: Yeah, um, I think it's great that we oh,
3: uh, just just really quickly. I think it's just great they've had a long running storyline going. A bit like the good old days.
5: Mm. Yeah.
2: No, I must admit, the, the fact that the, the Asimov saga has continued on for so long, I think it's been great because it's been the one thing does, that um, has kept a lot of people going despite all the issues that have been happening in Odyssey. And uh, I must admit, sort of when we... Last Halloween, when we were all running around trying to, to, to find... The the you know the the spaceships and and coming across some of that stuff. I think that it's been it's added that it's added that extra layer to Elite that it's needed. Um,
0: okay, Shan. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna ask, to ask you guys. Do you feel as though this is the final act of the azuma saga? You know, this kind of drawing to a conclusion, or do you think I'll have? A T B continued and then they'll pop up a bit later. Just wondering what your feeling is it's about where we are in the story. Okay, um we'll we'll go over
2: to uh, psychic for that one first.
1: Okay, okay. I was biting my tongue so I didn't jump in. Um mm. I feel I feel like we're on the build now. We're on the build to um th- the, the 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 big the peak of this like final uh, final arc i'm assuming is the final arc uh, the peak of this final arc is november um yep. the big the big thing that's going to happen is november and then we we're, we're running we're running down into then the beginning of next year with something potentially monumental happening which is going to change the face of um of elite change some core gameplay mechanics but if they do that there has to be something law-wise to justify it so is it is this is everything gearing up to um, me being able to say, I told you that, 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 that salvation was a wrong Am I going to be like lording on top of my, um, I told you so, um, chair, throne? I'm going to call it a throne. I'm feeling regal today. <laughs> but um, yeah, I feel like this is, this is going to be, this is going to start sowing the seeds of the last, ar- the, the final arc. Which will lead eventually to on Thargoid stuff.
0: Okay,
2: Chan, do you wanna just
0: Yeah? Just a question back beside because that's interesting. So do you feel as though this is the final it's like boss fight? Or are we on the trash mobs before we I get feel, to the I, boss I,
1: fight? I feel like I don't know that we that, um that we're on the, the trash mobs. I feel like we are um the 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 next few months and the next few months works of um of cgs that we see or or the next few decisions that we as a whole player base have to make are going to shape where um where certain let, let let's say let's say uh, the big Thargoid incursion is happening, the Thargs on foot and we're going to have Thargoid weaponry to fight it. If that has all been tested, if that have been um, two to three, um, one, one to two years of work of research and development into Thargoid on foot combat, the results of a CG isn't going to change the fact that that's going to happen, because they're not going to go, oh well, the player base have said that they, do- they want it to come from this person, not the other person, um, they're going to bend that off. It's going to be... Um, it's gonna change whoever's name is on the label of the gun, whether it be Palin or whether it be Ramtar or whether it be um, Salvation. You know, those are the the those are the tight the tiny little um incremental things that the CGs are gonna make a difference to is where we are getting our our technology from rather than is this gonna result in us having a Thargoid hybrid, um, are, are we gonna have an orthrus out there or are we going um or um or not? Or is there gonna be a Panther Clipper out there or not? Those things are are kind of the the ships and the guns and all of that stuff that we're getting is set in stone. We're we're looking at that little minutia detail. Um and it makes me laugh always when i see people going um oh you can't fight salvation because then left isn't going to give us the guns that they've been working on yes absolutely they're going to bin off all of that development because one person's cha- like they've changed their mind it's just gonna have a different sticker on it but if we can control that with the, with the, with the results of our actions i find that incredibly interesting and um the minutia that we can control as as like a, sh- a
2: huge player base I find fascinating. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I think we are at the beginning of the finale. So at the moment we are basically the rebels approaching the moon of Endor and just passing by Darth Vader's flagship and there's a lot of tension happening there. That's that's where I think we are. There's, there's an awful lot more to come and I think it is going to build up a lot more until November when hopefully we'll have this big explosion of, um, of narrative that uh, will lead into hopefully some more mechanics. What about you, Mac? Have you got any opinions on this one?
3: Yeah, so Psychic mentioned the Panther Clipper in passing. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I'm, go- <laughs> I, I'm probably going a little bit off piece here. But what is it about the Panther? Is a box, it, it's a flying <laughs> box. Why is everybody so excited about the bloody Panther Clipper? I mean, so,
1: so I, I mentioned it to trigger people.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've triggered me, that's for sure.
0: If it had been the Imperial Trader, that looks like oh. the liberator.
3: The, the the cutter is the imperial trader. That's its code name in the code.
0: <laughs> Nothing like the liberator. The liberator look I wanted.
3: Not. Oh, you are talking about the f- frontier first encounters? Yeah. Imperial yeah. trader. Yeah, he was pretty cool.
0: Yeah,
2: that's, that's the problem. Is that with,
3: the one with the squash nose? No, that, was the, that was the Imperial Explorer, the one with the kind of, like an anvil. Isn't yeah. the liberator
1: the one with the three prongs? The yeah, it is is.
2: One? Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, the main the main issue that I think um, I have, as soon as you do mention the Panther Clipper, the main reason everybody gets excited about the Panther Clipper is because it was the biggest ship in the previous games. And, you know, everybody wants the biggest ship, even though... I it
3: thought was it was awful. Terrible. It was awful. It was worse than a type nine. Yeah. It was it was absolutely horrific. And
0: oh yeah, but you could put a huge plasma accelerator in it and just yeah, might you be could. a death star.
3: I think the biggest plasma accelerator was a large plasma accelerator back then, but it was pretty damn devastating.
0: Yeah, but then again you
2: were <laughs>
3: if you that's if you could get the Panther Clipper to actually point at anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, because it was it, it turned like an absolute cow. Yes. Just, what's the point of having the biggest gun when you've got a little sidewinder that can out <laughs> snub fighters were very
0: good against it? The, the, the other ship I think that was hyped early on in Elite Dangerous' life was the Moray Starboat, and I think that was because people wanted landable atmospheric plants with water and they imagined they could go underwater and place some North in it. Yeah, yes, yeah, so for just to.
2: Uh, have you ever heard of the Moray Starboat um, Psychic?
1: I haven't. I haven't. I've heard of the Boa.
2: Yeah. No, the Moray Starboat was this uh, wonderful hybrid ship, which was a half spaceship, half submarine. And, and basically the, it, it was in the original, I thought it was the original two games. And the idea behind it was that if you came across a water world, you could fly through the atmosphere in the water world and then go underneath the sea. Which to me sounds awesome.
1: <laughs> I mean, it absolutely does. It's like the the embodiment of my Thunderbird Two, Thunderbird Four fantasy, which is um, it, it remains alive until after squash it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you see, the thing is, um, it's actually still canon because it was in uh, the Elite Dangerous books. One of the one of the uh, crews that were featured in the Elite Dangerous bo- uh, books were flying a Moray Starboat. And uh, so, apparently, if it's in the books, it's still canon. We Which can a, only dream. We can only dream. But um, yeah. Um, so,
3: <clears throat> yes, as the, the little bit of information on the Murray Starboat from the old Elite Wiki, as its name suggests, the Murray Starboat is derived from a seafaring vessel. Uh, developed initially as a submarine flying boat, Marine Trench companies soon saw the possibilities for extending their operations into space. So, yes, a uh, notable features. Apparently, it looks like an upside down pyramid.
2: <laughs> oh yes, don't you love '90s graphics? Or oh, an '80s graphics, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, well, because no, so. it, it, it was still in fr- Frontier First Encounters. So, yeah, it was it just in Frontier in, First Encounters? Yeah, it continued on to the '90s.
2: Oh, interesting. I'm I know you're being told by Walter, uh, Winter Mute GB that it was not in the original Elite game. I'm sure it was.
3: Uh, Mickles has suggested: Will we ever see the Merlin? I know somebody who'd be very excited oh. to see that one.
2: Oh, no. Th- this is what made me laugh: is that, uh, um, again, this is, it goes to show that. Um, people of a certain age love this ship but the reason that the Merlin was chosen was because basically it had three prongs like the Liberator but however, when you actually look at what the ship looks like in Frontier First Encounters, oh it's the ugliest thing it, it's like it took all the grace of an Imperial
0: shuttle and just squished it, it's horrible If it was down to me you ran out of money and refuse to use the bank of Sham. you will be, you will be busted back to an interplanetary shuttle space Wonga, f- <laughs> space Wonga strikes again
2: uh, yeah yeah there's, there's a lot of people thinking, I cuz I'm sure that um the 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 starbolt was mentioned in uh, the dark wheel novel novelette but you know I'll have to get it. You're gonna get me looking at the Blooming Dark Wheel novel it again, aren't you?
0: You don't so, remember every page, every page of it yet, uh, Colin.
2: No, I, 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 I'm just got my old. Uh, it's my old age. I'm, I'm beginning to lose track of all my facts and figures. Next, I'll be forgetting half the Star Wars planets. Next, oh no. <laughs> what what is, what is the equivalent of nerdy dementia? <laughs> when You start to forget all your
0: your nerdy facts and figures. Uh, getting a life.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: right. Well, does anybody have got? Is there anything you'd like to wrap up with this?
1: I hear. I hear that um, some of you might not like salvation, and if you don't like salvation, and you want to like be in some kind of like organised. Um, uh, uh, race Against Salvation um, I, I, I highly I highly recommend dropping into um, Dropping into the Operation Witch on Discord Because it's turned into a bit of a monster And I'm really enjoying it It's been um, It's been a lot of fun To see um, <laughs> To see a lot of people Who really like the BGS get together Ooh. And butt heads That's been kind of cool And it's just um it's been it's been a good laugh, but it's it's very nice to be in a situation where we we can see we can see the game not necessarily occasionally there's just those moments where we see that the game isn't quite necessarily as dead as maybe some people make it out to be and it's been the, um, the Azimuth saga and this section and everything that's currently happening is um, a very very good indicator of that and it makes me happy. And I like law.
2: <laughs> yeah, because as uh, I was about to mention this, you got a mention on um, the uh, who is it the um, the birds? Uh, they had they were getting involved with your. Uh-huh. Um, anti-salvation stuff so uh yeah
1: i think i think uh, i don't want to spoil anything but i think um there might be there might be a few lines spoken by um some people who might have done something in the the galaxy on um Garnet news digest as well the uh, on the special um after after the show but i don't want to spoil it <laughs> not that it's already gone up nope. on youtube or anything
2: not dropping any hints in advance no no
1: no not at all not at all um the only other thing that i will say is that i did see i and i know um i know it's probably in jest but i did see um uh, Matty say in um, in chat that I'd obviously heard from people in Frontier about what is happening and can't wait to tell us and to that I say I fucking wish because I love spoilers I love spoilers so much but I've not I wish I wish I had but um, I, um, I'm just in the dark as everyone else but with a really vested interest and I love lore so much <laughs>
2: well that that's fantastic to hear so um well obviously fingers crossed for uh Thursday, and we're hoping that um something does come out of the uh uh the bag and surprises so um yeah let's let's wait and see and I wonder whether or not they'll be talking about it on the on the uh on the live stream. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, doesn't surprise me. Um, right, moving on from there, uh, I think we shall look through what's been happening in the community this week. Well, um, let's start off with something that everybody likes to watch, uh, and that is the High Week. The High Week have come up with a new animation called uh, The Gift, um, and the Space... Elite Dangerous is a cruel and merciless and any commander's journey is full of situations beyond their control. However, even in a hopeless situation, you can find the time and opportunity to think about loved ones. Uh, And we will put a link into that in the the show notes. Um, Has anybody seen that? Because I haven't had a chance to...
1: It's fantastic cool utterly fantastic um be prepared for it to hit you right in the feels because it certainly did for me it is incredibly incredibly good
2: oh right i see um no this is one thing that um i was quite surprised about there was there is a youtuber um called um yavi uh now he's he's got sort of like more than half a million subscribers so you know he's he's yeah he's not somebody who's 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 just picking up picking it up for no apparent reason um but he was doing um a series of articles about um uh, what what's the new the new uh, Bethesda game starfield mhm Right, he's 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 really looking forward to Starfield, so he's doing a um, an expose on each of the what he considers their competitors. So he's he's already done No Man's Sky, he's done Star Citizen, and this time it was the turn of Elite Dangerous. And um, so he's gone in. He's never heard of Elite Dangerous before, and um, he doesn't. He's not familiar with any of the um, the issues that have hit Odyssey. So he's gone in straight and Odyssey, Elite Dangerous as a as a complete well innocent if you like <laughs> poor poor newbie innocent and just played it from start to um, to about about three or four hours in and um, it must be said he's really enjoyed the new player experience um, and I, we, we can uh, we'll uh, show you we'll put a link in the show notes to it um I take it I must be the only person that's seen that. No, so I saw it.
0: I saw it, Colin. Um, okay. What did you
2: think?
0: I thought it was really good. That there was a bit that kind of stuck out for me. And I thought, you poor, sweet, sweet child. Where, when he scrolled out and he saw like a screen full of systems and planets, he goes, "It's not the map? And I thought, <laughs> you, you know. But no, it's actually, I thought I quite enjoyed it. Um, you know, he didn't. He didn't give it a critique, kind of. Oh, this should be better, or this was now for what. So, if you're expecting a critique, it's not that. But it is someone just enjoying the game for what it is—a game. So, I I enjoyed it. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, uh, it's it's very light-hearted, and uh, I must admit that
2: all the issues that we've had with bugs and crashes and things like that—it seemed very stable to him. And- well, if he just got on Star Citizen,
0: yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I suppose, because the, really the previous one he'd done is, is Star Citizen. Um so yeah. So yeah, that's that's one to to look uh forward to. Now obviously the big one that happened in the community this week was the Buckyball. Um the Seven Sisters Speedway remixed. Uh <laughs> so fair play to uh, uh, the regulation cobra class which had commander MD uh, win with a base time of uh, 38 minutes and 41 seconds how is he able to do that and he was in the golden vector uh, followed by commander brewski and um, oh get your drinks ready um, Elaster Malfa that's the best you're going to get <laughs> Uh, So they were the top three. uh, And, of course, we've got Sulus and Bunnus. Eacus. We've got Alastair Malfoy has got a second entry. uh, But that, of course, that's Osric, isn't it? Um, Space, Aziel Bob, and Stoney Wan are all the, uh, uh, the guys that have managed to get more than one point. And um unfortunately there's me in sixteenth and there's only Commander Homberger. I uh, uh, thank you, sir, for being slower than me. <laughs> You're the only one that is. Um who's now down in seventeenth place. Although we are waiting for a result to be confirmed Mac. So
3: uh we'll- and anybody else, I think cause the uh, the guy who organized it said in the thread he'd had some real life things to do, so there's po- he's, there's possibly some more entrants uh, yeah. that we don't know of just yet. This is this is why I'm I'm thinking it's probably too good to be true that I'll get into the S zone.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be fair. You'll be out the one point club. That's that's yeah. that's not right. <laughs> Um, the uh, the actual uh, unlimited open class, there, there weren't as many entries, I'm afraid to say. Um, there's only been eleven so far logged, but um, as Mac has said, there's a few more coming. Um, I actually had a little bit of a problem with this one. It's it's basically I think in the regulation Cobra to go from the starting point all the way down to the Seven Sisters was thirteen jumps. And that's ten minutes either way. I just, I just felt it was a little bit long, and the fact that I got completely destroyed close to um, to Maya, and I then had to go all those thirteen jumps back up to the start line just to start another run. I, I almost didn't do it because it was.
3: <laughs> yeah, I had the same problem. I almost ran out of time. I, there's literally less than an hour to go before the closing time. If I'd got blown up again, that would have been it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I do like the fact that there's a whole lot of complexity and, and bonus times that you could have. I thought that was yes, really good. That,
3: that was awesome. I really I really loved doing all the various shenanigans in it. There was I think there there's nine of them in total. And that was yeah. Just, that was just superb.
2: <laughs> yeah, because you got time bo- bonuses for the barbecue challenge, uh, which is basically how high he- how high you could heat your ship. Uh, Xeno baiting, which basically if you got uh, if you got interdicted and you targeted a Thargoid ship, you got a three hundred second bonus. That was a godsend for me.
3: Or four hundred cannot- seconds if you could get within a hundred meters. Which I tried. <laughs> I made a valiant effort to do that, but it didn't happen.
2: Uh, I got told. I got told actually, there was a tourist beacon practically right next to one of the stations.
3: there was at, yes.
2: after I'd done a, after I'd done a a run. So I could have had another three hundred the, seconds then
3: next to obsidian orbital. I couldn't believe it, when I saw. because I thought, well, I only do the tourist beacon if it's like on the way already close because it's easy to burn three hundred seconds just getting there. And then, when I was scrolling through the the destinations, i I saw it, I thought, Bloody hell, that's right next door to the station, so yeah, yeah, you could just visit that one, and I did get with it, in fact, I collided with it, which was quite handy because it stopped me, and I could turn around and, and then boost back to the station.
2: Yeah, I have to applaud the good old commander uh, Alec Turner for attempting uh, Nook's Coup de Grasse, which is you risk everything right at the very end as you boost into Ohm Horizons with your shields offline for once with a bonus of one second per millisecond of velocity. So only he blew up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I found that one, because I, I thought that was going to be difficult, but I actually found it reasonably straightforward. Basically, all you have to do is get, get a nice straight path in. I mean, he was probably trying to do it a lot faster than me of course Um, just the whole general snaking into the port but I spent I didn't rush lining up with the docking port so I made a nice straight vector in and as soon as you go through the slot FA off and then just flip the ship and as soon as you've pointed back at the entrance again boost and that brings you to pretty much a shuddering halt
2: yeah it is (laughs) It, it 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 takes a trick. It's it a bit of a trick to actually pull that off, but um, it's well worth learning, if you, especially if you're bucky balling.
3: But yes, um, I'll, I'll have that in hand for the for the next race. Anything like that goes on for boosting and uh, generally bo- boosting into a station. So um, yeah, yeah,
2: um, right. We've also got to thank uh, Commander Rico for uh organizing the whole thing and also he's been reviewing every single entry so he is he has been quite busy uh so <laughs> apparently um we've had 33 ships destroyed uh runs completed about 40 runs aborted about 11 uh and uh, commander fish 12172 uh, he got his highest recorded ship temperature to 380 Oh, degrees? How
3: I thought I was doing well with two hundred and twenty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, so that's Buckyball complete for another week, and um, well, hopefully Would
1: you like to know when the next one's going to be. Pardon? Would you like to know when the next one's going to be?
2: I think I think it'd be nice to know when the next one is.
1: The, on paper, at the moment, potentially the week after LaveCon. Is when it
2: will start. Okay. So that might be.
1: So we've got some time, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, we've got to recover from Lavecon first. Or people have got, other people have got to anyway.
3: I've got to buy a ticket. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, right. Um, well, we don't have anything for Mostly Clueless this week. Has anybody got any other business they'd just like to quickly bring up? Oh, I do. Go on
1: then. So, um, I was I was ill on Friday and I didn't get to do the meet-up and create the... I had to finish my stream slightly earlier because I wasn't feeling particularly well. I've had, um, on top of everything else that's been going on, I've been carrying a lot of stress and the stress has gone straight into my back, which is where I carry a lot of my stress and in turn... Um, I spent pretty much most of the weekend um getting up getting up saying hello to um our house guests and then um going back to bed um so i um had had to postpone the very end of um the the stream the getting together for the um like doing some rainbow sevens and some pride shenanigans and stuff for next week so i'm go- i'm back streaming thursday and friday still raising money for ilga world who are a fantastic charity who are doing a lot for um on on government bodies and providing advice for um uh various different lgbtq um issues throughout um the the world. They're amazing. The more I look into them, the more amazing I find I find them to be. Um, but yeah, we're still raising money. Um feel feel free to drop on and if you've got a, um, a little bit extra quid I'd really appreciate it being thrown in thrown in my direction. Well specifically thrown in Tiltify's direction for the charity. And come and join me and make some, do some rainbows together. And let's be let's let's do gay stuff. Not literally. I'm good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Um,
0: Shan, Uh, I was but there's a question, isn't there, on the show notes? Uh, Is it that terrible joke? (laughs) Yes, it's the terrible joke. I can't
2: see a question.
1: Why did the orange side wind across the Milky Way? I don't know. Because Colin picked up the wrong ship and left with adder at Lave Station.
0: Ha, ha ha Oh, that's Ventura, isn't it? It's got it know. I, I thought know. that was a Ben joke. Ash. I thought it was a Ben joke. I
1: it? thought it was a sham joke. So what? Who could it possibly be?
0: I, th- I think Commander
2: Ventura's got a, a, a fixation about me and adders for some reason. I've got no idea why. <laughs> it's,
1: it's just... Is it because you love adders so much?
2: Oh uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know.
2: <laughs> the basically the Volkswagen van
0: of, of all ships uh. <laughs> no it's the Bedford truck isn't it because the PW van has got a bit of class and thing this is like the uh, the Bedford oh
2: it's suddenly no, I, just, I, just nice. refre- I just refreshed my show notes and that's where the question has suddenly appeared so uh, I do apologise for not refreshing my show notes often enough Right. and <laughs> um, one thing that i should make people aware of is that we have a um a thread happening on the forums at the moment uh, mostly asking about what people think is going to be the updated or refreshed feature that um is coming in early 2023 uh we've got a kind of list here of of uh, what the possibilities are and, and what you think what you'd like it to be and what you think it will probably be so um, if you if you just want to update your opinions on that then we can all collate them and, and put them into a show at, at a later point um, so Mac have you got any other uh, have you got any East India um, stuff yeah, to plug
3: I'm, I'm being shot at right now
2: Oh, right. So, um, yeah, multitasking is not not the best. Um, Well, in that case, we will uh, move on to... I'm going to get
3: shot at even more. There's a guard coming. Oh, no, this is going wrong. I bet
2: you this is one where no murders should happen.
3: Uh, No, there's no restriction on murders, but I I try and do these without murdering too many Uh, people.
2: Did you hear that? Psychic.
1: I don't understand it. I don't understand your mentality behind that. like I mean Do crime, man? Crime absolutely pays in elite teacher.
3: Well the thing is I do I always end up wanted. In fact that last week I ended up you can
2: hear them coming for you in the
3: background. <laughs> last week I ended up I ended up actually being sort of exiled from the EIC because I Got a mission horribly wrong. I got kind of zerg by the station, the personnel, and it was one of those upload data ones. You have to hang around for ages while it's uploading, and I was trying to defend my corner. Anyway, they they got me, and I got sent to. I I'd, I'd managed to upload the data, but I hadn't escaped the settlement, so I got sent to the. I got sent to the Shield of Resolve, and so I got a fifty thousand credit fine from the IC, which I couldn't pay off because I was what I had notoriety because in my defense I was like shooting people so I had to spend I'd like notoriety five or six so it wasn't just trivial you know oh, now I'm being they've got a plasma shotgun this is this is not going well ah oh, my shields have gone down <laughs> just run being, away run
1: I'm away from being, now it's fine
3: I'm backed into a corner I'm, I'm being murdered slowly oh I've got this guy that's alright oh no there's another one
2: <laughs> right <laughs> well on. if, if- Yes. if that's the case then um let's just do our shout outs well. Oh, I've the- been murdered. Mac gets, oh, well, Mac has been murdered. Well, um, commiserations. But, um, yes, we have the Dex Legacy episode four Fatal Flaws. That will premiere, um, at next week's lead radio episode on the fifth of the seventh at eight o'clock. Uh, more information is available at the dexlegacy.com. Uh, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at eight thirty. You can tune in for Hutton Madness at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers. Or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. The discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at slash Elite Dangerous CQC, one word. Um, the following um, Elite Dangerous podcast we'll give a shout out to. So it's Alagrab AM, Canon Podcast, the uh, Elite Cast for Spanish speakers, uh, Fatherhood Podcast, Flight Assist, who's on this week?
1: Uh, commander at cal Seasons
2: excellent uh we also have the guard frequency who do other space sims as well we have the loose screws and we have squeaking fuel um for those of you that want a literary discussion well we'll just have to wait for alan stroud to get some uh free time to put the data sleep podcast together but we do know we have the most excellent galnet news digest following this as provided by commander witherspoon and commander Jude. So um thanks to everyone who's chipped in on the Twitch chat. Uh and the in-game commanders that have been following me about, um I've had um obviously uh Commander Ventura, it's Commander Miggles has st- stood right in front of me. Uh and we've also got Commander Mac Winston, uh, who's now eighty-three light years away. Yes. Um and uh we've now got a crate phantom suddenly appear in Lave Station um as well. So, yeah, so we've got hello to Miggles and hello to Ventura, because I can see you, 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 you horrible people. Um, and special thanks, of course, that goes to Commander Tokuso, JN Trax and Ellen Stride who have all created music which we use in this show. So that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash radio. tweet us at radio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat. It's shared with the hunt and truckers, so you have been warned. And you can find that at teamspeak.leaveradio.com. Um, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like h- us to discuss with us at a future episode. Laver Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at leaveradio.com slash live. So, Thanks to Shan. Um, thanks to Psykit, and thanks, of course, to Mac Winston. And special thanks uh, goes to today's tech specialist, Potnik Put- Santiago. See, I'll get it right eventually. <laughs> so until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do
3: that, fly dangerous. Don't get murdered. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: Need a safe space can be I'm going
2: be I'm gonna see the galaxy.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: no worries guys hold will fork for two seconds I'll be right back
4: Galnet News Digest 28th of June 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, commanders take matters into their own hands after the superpowers fail to act. And we recap the history of Thargoid interaction with humans. The three
5: superpowers have decided to continue supporting salvation, despite the revelation that he is the Witch, and that Taurus Mining Ventures is formed of the Research Division of Azimuth Biochemicals, but a growing body of pilots have been taking matters into their own hands. The Superpower's decision is based on practicality and a lack of any viable alternatives. Having chosen to defund Aegis in the wake of allegations of mismanagement, They are now completely dependent on Salvation and his superweapon to provide an effective defence against Thargoids when the attack comes. All three superpowers have some form of anti-Zeno defence of their own, including the Alliance, which now has a defence pact with Sirius, but, like Aegis, they have previously depended on independent pilots to do the majority of the fighting. Salvation's superweapon has been the only quick fix for Thargoid Incursions, despite Salvation's apparent inability to use the weapon when it's most needed. It played no part in beating back the recent incursions in Novas, Sosong and Didio. Salvation is now apparently working on an improved version of the weapon that will end the war against the Thargoids. Operation Witch Hunt was established by Commanders Celine Stardragon and Psykit to take the moral high ground and to reject anti-xeno protection from Salvation, a scientist who has been implicated in vivisection, mass murder and attempted genocide, and who arguably shaped the course of human-thargoid interaction to ensure that it would be hostile from the start. Salvation relies on donations and support from the superpowers, but he also relies heavily on megaships owned and run by Taurus Mining Ventures, now renamed as Azimuth Biotech. By making life difficult for Azimuth Biotech, they reason, Salvation's influence may be severely reduced and his ability to deploy his superweapon may be partially curtailed. Co-founder Commander Sykit explained the operation's purpose.
1: Operation Witch Hunt consists of hundreds of commanders from all over the galaxy sharing a common goal, the demise of Azimuth Biotech and the rejection of everything Salvation has to offer. Our message is simple, Caleb Witcherly, you may think that you're our Salvation but we can save ourselves.
5: Many hundreds of commanders are working to undermine Azimuth Biotech in the five systems where it has a presence. The imminent and as yet unexplained departure of the four Azimuth-run megaships to the HIP-22460 system, and the lack of any indication that the faction has a home system means that it should become possible to eject Azimuth Biotech from the T tori system, which has the asteroid base hind mine, and from Maya and Marope. Azimuth has a small presence in Kurato, but following Operation Witch Hunt activity, they no longer control any resources, and their continued presence is being tolerated only to allow Operation Witch Hunt spies to infiltrate Mbune by earning the system permit. Only Mbune. The permit-lock system next to Kornsar, where the first of the superweapons was constructed and disguised as basic medicines for transportation to Kornsar, is an impenetrable fortress, with no other factions present, and with the one planetary base prospects deep firmly and immovably under Azimuth control. Operation Witch Hunt has been examining whether another faction could be encouraged to expand to Mbuni to make life difficult for the incumbents. Operation Witch Hunt is open to all Commanders who wish to oppose salvation schemes.
4: Why does Salvation matter? It's worth stepping back for a minute and reviewing the history of Thargoid conflicts. Discoveries made over the past 18 months have completely changed our understanding of our first encounters with Thargoids and our two wars against them. Engineer Ram Tarr has recovered ancient texts recounting a war between the now-extinct Guardians and the Thargoids. But humans first came across Thargoids less than 200 years ago. A geological survey team working in the Musca Dark Region PJ-P B6-1 system came across what we now call Thargoid barnacles, and witnessed Thargoids harvesting the meta-alloys. The Azimuth Biochemicals megaship Adamaster was sent to collect an alien relic, possibly a Thargoid sensor. The ship was attacked by mercenaries, possibly belonging to the rival corporation PharmaSapien but it was the alien relic that led to the loss of everyone on board the Adamaster. Logs recovered from a crashed ship in HIP-69200 claim that the alien artifact drove everyone on the megaship mad, and caused its faster-than-light propulsion system to fail. It took almost two hundred years for the ghost ship Adamaster to fly back on autopilot at sublight speed to the Chukchan system, where it was discovered in October thirty three oh six. The Adamaster's sister ship, the Hesperus, also vanished around the same time. In 3113, it had set out looking for more alien technology, like the artefact that had been loaded onto the by-then-missing Adamaster. Like the Adamaster, some of the crew were mercenaries, working for Pharma Sapien. Almost everyone on board died in the gunfight, with just a small group of scientists able to escape on board the Anaconda Proteus. And the Proteus found what Azimuth had been looking for, a so far unique location in Trapezium Sector YU-X C1-2, the site of an ancient battle between Thargoids and Guardians, yielding Guardian Crystals that could be used to create the superweapon that Azimuth had been planning. Unfortunately for Azimuth, the prototype weapon emitted a pulse of radiation that killed the entire research team, and like the Adamaster, the Hesperus and the discoveries made by the Proteus remained unknown to the rest of humanity until the Hesperus was rediscovered by the Scrivener clan Dredger in April 3307. During the long hiatus between the Adamaster and the Hesperus being lost and rediscovered, in 3125 the Thargoids attacked humanity in what became known as the First Thargoid War. Azimuth Biochemicals worked with the multi-superpower agency INRA to develop and deliver a biological weapon, the so-called mycoid virus. In a devastating attack conducted by naval hero John Jameson, A Thargoid Hive ship with all those on board was wiped out, leading to the Thargoids vanishing in 3151, bringing the war to an abrupt halt. One of the masterminds behind the use of the Mycoid virus, Dr Caleb Witcherly of Azimuth, was sure that the Thargoids would attack again. When Azimuth was finally taken over by Pharma Sapien, he managed to keep the Research Division under his control, and continued to operate them as a secret organisation dedicated to the eventual elimination of the Thargoids. The history of this organisation is shrouded in mystery, but evidence has been found that Azimuth managed to capture a Thargoid scout vessel, and quite recently, in 3303 and 3304, conducted experiments with the intention of getting humans to control this alien ship. Almost all of the test subjects died. While Azimuth was conducting these tests in secret, the Thargoids started returning to human space as a result of the human colonisation of the Pleiades. The superpowers set up Aegis as a successor to Inra and it scored some early successes using its eagle eye network to anticipate Thargoid attacks, and employing independent pilots kitted out with new anti zeno weapons developed by Aegis, to drive the Thargoids back. But the superpower's focus was drawn away from the Thargoids by terrorism and the threat of war between Federation and Empire, and lacking proper funding, Aegis was unable to continue delivering the necessary innovations. When the Galactic Summit ended early and without agreement in March 3307, The impoverished Aegis still had hopes that it might develop new anti-Xeno weaponry, but its megaship Alexandria, full of Guardian research materials, was sabotaged by Azimuth Biochemicals, who stole its cargo, because by that time the Adamaster, the Hesperus and most importantly the Proteus, and the evidence of its superweapon had been rediscovered, and Dr. Witcherly, calling himself Salvation, but also known as the Witch, needed that Guardian technology to build a system-scale version of the weapon. In order to test his weapon, Witcherly planted Guardian technology in the Kornsar system, a system that had previously been free of Thargoids. When the Thargoids attacked two days later, he seems to have been indifferent to the tens of thousands of human deaths he had indirectly caused but he was able to demonstrate that his weapon worked, destroying many Thargoid spacecraft and chasing away the rest. He's since used the weapon in three systems in the Pleiades, but these versions of the weapon are stepping stones to the weapon of mass destruction that he says will end conflict between humans and Thargoids forever. Aegis has been disbanded. But two of its former leaders, research scientist Dr Albert Tezru, and defence specialist Admiral Aidan Tanner, have since worked tirelessly to prove that Witcherly, also known as Salvation, has been using unethical techniques, has been killing hundreds of thousands of humans as collateral damage of his campaign against the Thargoids, and far from driving the Thargoids back, has in fact been encouraging Thargoids to attack more frequently. Admiral Tanner has been court-martialed for his attempts to reveal Salvation's sordid past, and remains in prison awaiting sentencing. Despite the revelations of Salvation's dark past, the superpowers remain wedded to Salvation as their only way out of the Thargoid War, and they are willing to overlook his crimes. It is unclear what the future may hold with the Azimuth Biotech megaships ordered to move to the former Azimuth Biochemical Stronghold in HIP 22460, is Salvation preparing for a showdown? The Thargoids have not yet attacked any systems for some weeks now, and Salvation has not yet attempted to use his new larger superweapon. It seems at least possible that the truce may hold. Or perhaps Salvation will goad the Thargoids into unleashing new, more fearsome technology in retribution for his actions? We should find out very soon. And that's
5: this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.